You are Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, and welcome back into Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? Just adjusting to life as an underdog. So this is what it's like. This is what it's like to be Vanderbilt. Uh, very odd, um, especially an underdog at about six, six and a half points. I mean, a three-point dog, a one and a half-point dog, we can stomach. This six-point shit's for the birds. <laughs> We're not even close to it. You know, frankly, hey, do you think this is true? Here's a good question to start out. If our name wasn't Alabama and you just looked at the resume, what did Georgia do through 12 games? What did Alabama do through 12 games? Would Georgia be favored by more than six? My answer is oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. I think they'd be favored by 10 if, if our name was something other than Alabama. No, that's a great point. Um, and really, it probably stands to reason then if you feel that way, seriously, and I do, that you should probably bet on Georgia. But I'm not going to. Um, Have you? I do. Will you? I mean, if I, I can't, if George, I can't. Um, actually, you know what? No, I don't know. I can't do it. I can't do it. It doesn't, if it's a pick them, I would bet on Georgia because that way I'm happy either way. But I can't right. six points because Georgia will kick a field goal and screw me both sides. <laughs> that's exactly right. That's how I would, that's exactly how I would feel about it it's like well if you bet on georgia at least hey i win money uh even if my team lost but no no you could lose you could lose both ways but no it, it is a, a very unique thing uh I, i've said it before on our show yesterday luke uh, to me this feels a lot like the 08 championship florida and the 09 championship game against florida where it's a legitimate question i'm just asking not to be difficult or negative even it's just a question and the question is is Alabama good enough to win the game do we have enough good players to beat Georgia uh the answer to that question since 09 has been yes we're good enough to beat everybody we play uh I don't know that we're good enough to win the game Saturday I'm right there with you um Jimmy first of all this episode is brought to you by Sonos want to talk about that uh later on but for now um I think we got to start with the coaching carousel. And look, I know this is an Alabama podcast, but my goodness, I, th- these dominoes are going to affect Alabama. The the Lincoln Riley thing, which we talked about a little bit yesterday, and then last night. I mean, literally out of nowhere, Les Miles, Les Miles, uh, Brian Kelly, uh, Les Miles Part Du Part Du is uh, headed to uh, LSU from Notre Dame, and. Um, I mean, that's kind of bananas in its own right. Uh, now, I, I mean, at first it was weird just to have LSU as a job opening, um, have USC as a job opening. Um, and now you've got Notre Dame and Oklahoma, arguably two more tradition-rich programs than those other two open. Um, and the other two stole the other two coaches. I mean, it's it's kind of bananas and, yes, it does affect Alabama in, in several senses. Number one, Alabama's done very well in the Southern California area of late. 
And now you got to think Lincoln Riley is going to change some of that. And um, I wonder how Brian Kelly is going to recruit in the Southeast because he doesn't look like a dude who would do really well in, you know, the boondocks of Louisiana. He just doesn't. Now, maybe he is, but he just doesn't seem like he would. And Alabama goes to Louisiana. Uh, and sometimes when you're getting to Louisiana, you got to, you know, wade through a swamp and then get a, one of those airboats and, and, and to get to a kid's house. And I don't know that Brian to, Kelly's going to do that. You, you literally have to wade through a swamp to recruit players from Louisiana. That's, that's a hilarious, uh, that's a hilarious sight of Nick Saban wading through swamps in his, uh, thousand dollar suits. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Um, no, I'll, just, I'll, give just... I'll give everybody a factual example, though, of what you're talking about, that this is factual. You know, Notre Dame has certain academic requirements that their football players have to meet. Now, they don't have to all be 4.0s with 30 on the test. It's not like that. They will make exceptions. But suffice it to say that every kid that signs with Notre Dame has an exemplary high school academic and social uh, extracurricular career it's a lot like getting into the military academies frankly so most of the players if not every single one of the players that brian kelly recruited to notre dame over the decade he's been there or longer they've been for lack of a better term eagle scouts these are great kids with great grades usually from from fantastic families who have all been successful achievers and that's the kind of kid he's been recruiting Uh, because that's the only kind of kid Notre Dame takes. Now he's going to LSU recruiting the same kids that Alabama recruits. And the kids are just different from different backgrounds. I'll give an example. You know, uh, it has happened. It has happened that maybe a kid that you're recruiting, their parent is in prison, and you got to go meet with the parent at, at Parchment. Or, or in Louisiana at one of their prisons, and you got to go in and, and, and create a good relationship with one of the parents. That literally happens in recruiting, not just in the South, but a lot in the South. And uh, to say that that's just a night and day difference where Brian Kelly is going to take a heck of an adjustment, to say the least. But that all being said, I'm not one of those fans that thinks Brian Kelly's not going to adjust. I, I think Brian Kelly will adjust to that. I think it was an outstanding hire, and I think Brian Kelly, like every recent LSU coach before him, is going to build a program that's very difficult to beat. I'm going to talk a little more about Brian Kelly after this break, but for now I want to tell you about Prize Picks. Go to prizepicks.com or check out their award-winning app. This is Daily Fantasy Done Right. You're going to love this. Go just give them a whirl. I I promise you, you will enjoy it. You can do over-unders on like Bryce Young passing yards or Jamison Williams targeting calls or whatever you want to do at prizepicks.com or using their award-winning app. It's daily fantasy done right. It's a ton of fun. You can get in the action uh, of any game. It it just makes it so much more fun uh, than just uh, talking about, you know, who's going to win the game, which team will win the game. No, you can bet on the individual players, and uh, it's it's a lot of fun. Go check it out, prizepicks.com. Use their award-winning app. Very easy to deposit, very easy to get paid. Lots of fun, prizepicks.com. 
But if you do want to bet on that game, you can go to betonline.ag. Betonline.ag is the base place to put that wager on the SEC championship, on the Big Ten championship, whatever you want to bet on. You can bet on reality TV at betonline.ag. You will love this website. Tons of fun. And uh, Jimmy and I have used it. It's great. And, uh, you know, I'd highly recommend it. The whole Locked On Network highly recommends it. And uh, I've seen advertising for uh, betonline.ag everywhere. So it's booming. It's easy to pay in, even easier to get paid. Sites easy to navigate. You can bet on parlays and teasers. You can play poker. You can play blackjack. All these things at betonline.ag. Go give them a whirl. I got to quit say giving things a whirl, but you know what? That is a cliche in the South, so I'm using it. Go give them a whirl anyway. I'm a fool. Uh, betonline.ag. Jimmy, I want to talk about Brian Kelly. My first reaction to Brian Kelly, and yes, I do think it's a good hire. That doesn't mean I'm not going to joke about it a little bit because I assume Brian Kelly, when he arrives in Baton Rouge, will be okay. Uh, So how's everything? Let me look at our schedule. Wait a minute. You sons of bitches play Alabama every year? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's a different – I mean, Notre Dame's schedule – believe it or not, Notre Dame's schedule, some fans make fun of it because – there's some annual opponents Notre Dame has that aren't always good. Like, for instance, you know, Notre Dame plays Navy every year and they play Stanford every year. Those teams aren't good all the time. Uh, but generally, Notre Dame plays a fairly tough schedule compared to the rest of the country. But they don't play an SEC West schedule. In fact, the SEC West is more difficult than the SEC East. And, uh, and, and yet, you got to play Alabama. You got to play Auburn. You got to play Texas A&M every single year. The schools that, that, that you, you maybe not worry about as much. Uh, yeah, Brian, I, I look forward to seeing Brian Kelly go, go coach at Starkville and the Cowbells. Go coach at Oxford and deal with that offense they have over there right now. I mean, that, that to me is why the SEC is so hard. It's not just Alabama and Auburn. It's, it's Arkansas. It's Ole Miss. Right. Those even if you beat them, they will beat you up. Uh, and and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think everyone knows what the SEC is like until they're in it. And then they really know what it's like. And, and then, they're, then they're like Lincoln Riley, who says, hey, you know, maybe life will be easier in Los Angeles at USC uh, than it will be in the SEC. I do think that's a factor. It's not the reason, but I think it's a factor as to why Lincoln Riley chose to leave Oklahoma. And, and one point aside, I guess we should make is that there's an SEC West right now. In two years, when Oklahoma and Texas get here, uh, I don't know that there's going to be a West anymore. I, I don't know how they're going to do the scheduling, but regardless of how they do the scheduling, your schedule is going to be even more brutal than ever once Oklahoma and Texas are added to the pot. So uh, Brian Kelly's going to earn every bit of that $95 million he got guaranteed. Yeah, and, you know, the other thing about Brian Kelly and recruiting – and again, this directly affects Alabama. There's no doubt about it. I thought Keyshawn Johnson unbelievably had a good point this morning. I, I listened to them by accident for a little bit. He said, you know, Brian Kelly, it's going to be interesting with him recruiting in the South because Notre Dame can go into the South and get a dude or two or maybe three. You know, they can go to Florida and find a couple of dudes that are at least on Alabama's and Florida's and LSU's watch list. He can do that. Oh, and you oh, know, him. But yeah, look at. Kyle Hamilton, their very best player, who's fantastic, by the way, and is going to be a top five pick in the NFL draft. Kyle Hamilton's from Georgia. Right. But can he recruit against Bama, Georgia, Florida, LSU daily 
because, and he said this, and I agree with him begrudgingly, that the SEC is slimier than we're trying to recruit to Notre Dame. Notre Dame's got higher academic standards. They do. That's not uh, a shot at the SEC. That's just true. Um, and he, they, he doesn't have as much control over discipline, I don't think, at Notre Dame as you would at, say, a, a Southeastern Conference school. Is he going to be able to adjust to that? Another thing is Brian Kelly looks like a dude who thinks ginger ale is spicy. How's he going to handle eating Cajun food at a recruit's house? <laughs> all of those things are fun factors, and I, I think it's all interesting, and Keyshawn makes some good points. But let's all remember this, too. Brian Kelly's not 24 years old, and, yes, he's been at Notre Dame for over 10 years, and that's how we all see Brian Kelly in that starched Notre Dame shirt and uh, their classic Notre Dame uniforms that have been around since 1920s, and you can sort of see him giving the Gipper speech. But Brian Kelly coached at Cincinnati before he was at Notre Dame. I, I, I assume Cincinnati has academic requirements, but they would be so low, me and you could get in there. I mean, me and you could get in Cincinnati. You know, uh, Before he was at Cincinnati, I believe he was at Western – I forget where he was. He was somewhere in the MAC that, that doesn't have the academic requirements of Notre Dame – and recruiting in the MAC, recruiting at Cincinnati, you're not recruiting five stars and four stars, but you are recruiting kids from the same backgrounds as those five stars and four stars. It won't be foreign to him to say nothing of the staff that he'll be able to build with the uh, with the budget that he's going to have there. So I, I think all those things are overblown. I think you made a, the best point early on. The real adjustment for Brian Kelly will be playing an SEC team every single week. That really is going to separate the wheat from the shaft, and I don't even really know what that means. <laughs> Let's take a break, and when we come back, we'll uh, wrap the show up. All right, Jimmy, there was some talk out there that Bill O'Brien will be headed to Virginia Tech, which didn't happen. Um, they hired the defense coordinator from Penn State, which probably is a good hire for them. He's he's a, a good coach. Um, but it – Alabama fans were practically giddy Bill O'Brien would be headed to Vitek. Um, Bill O'Brien can change the way Alabama fans view him and the world view him um, if if Alabama has a good showing in this Georgia game. Um, You know, that's going to be the key. I mean, forget this Auburn game. We can all forgive him because Alabama ended up winning the Iron Bowl. We can forgive him for a, a bad showing against LSU and a bad showing against Auburn. But if Alabama scores 10 points, six points, 14 points only against Georgia, no Brian Robinson or no Brian Robinson, I think Bill O'Brien's just done. And he may be done anyway, but he can, man, he can be rebuild relationships in Tuscaloosa and his own reputation if he can so much as put up 24, 27 points this weekend. Yeah, I hope uh, – I mean, I hope. I don't really care what if, – if there's Alabama fans out there that believe he's not doing his job unless we score in the mid-30s against Georgia, I don't know that, that opinions like that should really count because that's outrageous. The most points Georgia has given up this season in any game is 17. Georgia gave up 89 points the entire season – and if they had given up double that amount, they would still lead the SEC in scoring defense. That's how good this is, folks. 
this is Alabama 2011. This is Alabama 2016. This is Alabama 1992. That, that's the defense we're facing. Uh, me personally, maybe it's lower than some of you like to hear, but I personally believe, to me, the, the number that we could hit that I would think, I'm going to give Bill O'Brien an A-plus if Alabama gets to 24, 24 points. That, that to me, is an A-plus. Now, there could be things that change that, and, and by that what I mean is, I don't really like hard-line rules like that because what if Georgia fumbles inside their own 10 twice? I mean, that's going to help Alabama score. What if Georgia has field position the entire game and Alabama has to start half their drives inside their own 20? Well, maybe not 24 points is fair in that scenario either. So the game could play out funny. But in general terms, I think if Alabama scores 24, I give Bill O'Brien an A+. And frankly, people might not like to hear this, I give Bill O'Brien an A-plus in a lot of games this fall, a lot of games, not the Auburn game, not the LSU game. He's responsible for offensive output, offensive production. He's responsible for it every week. But most weeks, Alabama has scored a lot of points and racked up a lot of offense. Just the week before Auburn, they played Arkansas and had 670 yards of offense, and, and people were still complaining. So I'm not sure what Bill O'Brien could do to ever win people over, frankly. All right, buddy, that's going to do it for this podcast. I'm in a truck driving, and I'm about to go through a bad area. So we'll uh, we'll call it quits here, and we will be back Roll with them you up. guys tomorrow. Let's go. Roll them up. Roll tight, and buddy. Roll, roll tight.